Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah, yeah, look, um, look, this game on the weekend, uh, South Africa versus New Zealand, has taken on, I don't know, an unprecedented feeling a weight you know the whole you can sense it in New Zealand we're not just nervous we're we're not I'm not, not even sure what the word is what are your what's your feeling going into this game Campbell which, which All Blacks is going to turn up the one that's going to fight back and maybe come up on top or a team that is just going to go oh man these guys is just too big what, what what's your thoughts about this one? Oh, mate um if I had a, if I had one of those um if I had one of those uh, crystal balls, <laughs> uh, would be nice. But um, I can tell you, um, I can tell you that there's pressure on both sides, really, because the Springboks weren't weren't that great in in July against Wales. I mean, they did win the series two one, and so that was better than the All Blacks. But uh, there, there will be some heat on them, um, and they'll be nervous of uh, the expected All Blacks backlash. But uh, I have to say, obviously, more more pressure on the All Blacks, really. Um, you know, they were so bad in that second and and third test against. Uh, in those uh, second and third tests against Ireland, that um, they're going to have to tweak a few things with their personnel and how they play the game to even even be competitive, really. So uh, there's a bit of thinking to be done, and I know Jason Ryan will certainly uh, try and light a fire under those forwards. So um, you know whether whether things pan out um, mm. the way the All Blacks uh, would like, we'll know by about about uh, five a.m. on Sunday morning. <laughs> I think. I think if we can talk good news stories, I'm guessing it's Jason Ryan. We all know uh, what he's done with the Crusaders. And when he came into this All Blacks environment, that press conference he gave first up, Campbell, that was impressive. Oh, it was good, yeah. I mean, it was some, some plain talking, uh, which was what was needed, really. Mm. Um, and whether that can translate, can he carry over what he did with the Crusaders into this uh, All Blacks Ford pack, which came second quite badly, uh, not just at set piece, but also... Uh, you know, in, um, at the collisions and the breakdown. So he's, uh, there's a couple of personnel changes in there. I see Fletcher Newell has come in um, into tight head prop because mm. that, that's an area we're a bit thin with uh, Tungafasi and Valala not over there. So, you know, there's a couple of changes there. Um, and Shannon Frizzell has come into the loose forwards. I'd like to see him start at number six and really bring some of that abrasive ball carrying and ball winning um, ability that we've been missing in that position. So... Um, certainly, certainly in the forwards, and also Samasoni Takiyaho. I'd like to see him have a start because Cody Taylor has been a bit um, off colour this year. Uh, didn't play well in the third test against Ireland, so there's a chance for a, a dynamic ball-carrying hooker who can also execute it set piece. So um, you know, if there's a few changes there and a change of attitude and mindset, uh, the All Black pack could could well lay a platform here. Do you think they'll be brave enough to do that? I'm going into this game, Campbell, because you are right. We know what South Africa are going to throw at us. And I totally agree with you about Samisoni Takiyahu. He has been, he's one of those little fridges on wheels. He just, you know, he's a bit like, he is like a young Dane Coles almost. He is, yep. Uh, look, I mean, if they started him, that wouldn't be as big a call as starting Fletcher Newell. But Fletcher Newell, uh, let's, face it, let's face it, is the best scrummaging tight head there at the moment. Mm. Um, Tyrell Lomax and Angus Talvala good players around the track. They're pretty seasoned customers, but I don't think they're international scrummaging class. So, you know, is he going to say, we'll chuck a 22-year-old in up against Trevor um, Inyakane uh, or Stephen Kitsoff? It's a massive call, but 
Um, I know that Ryan backs his men at the Crusaders, so that wouldn't surprise me. I think Brazil coming in uh, would probably not be a surprise move. Uh, they've got to have someone in there as a sort of a um, to, to balance out what they've got with Artie Savier at eight and Sam Kane as captain will certainly start. So if they bring Frizzell in, uh, that'll bring some really muscular um, muscular play to that number six position, sort of in similar mould to what we used to see with uh, Jerome Kano. What do you think, Campbell, like we saw the Irish games, what do you think was, I've heard a lot of experts say, oh, we've just stuck with the old systems and we haven't changed. Was it as simple as that or was there something more to it as to why we were pretty comprehensively outplayed? Well, the first thing was that we just, um, our, our skill execution under pressure was poor. We just dropped too much ball. Um, we came second in the in the physical exchanges. Um, and it was really strange to see because normally all back sides uh, actually warm into their task and get better throughout the series. The mm. all backs in July got progressively worse, which was quite unusual. Um, and I think it wasn't, um, I mean, they didn't have to do anything special. Ireland didn't do anything special. They just didn't drop the ball. They were accurate. They were clinical, um, and they executed. Uh, they created space in the back line, which the All Blacks didn't do. They didn't seem to have any strike moves, and maybe this will help having Ian Foster with a more hands-on role with the back's attack because, um, really, they've got to sort out um, how they get the ball to the wings. Um, I think they have to be a bit square onto the defence, pass better, not, not behind the man, not on the shoulder. Uh, and, and we saw that with Ireland, who just created four tries nicely, whereas... L3 and Wellington uh, were all from um, individual brilliance. So mm. does there have to be a rethink in the personnel, what they're doing in midfield, maybe a tweak in the back three? Um, you know, that's, that'll be interesting to see where, what they come up with uh, for the Thursday selection. Well, that's what, I mean, that's one of the conundrums, isn't it? You know, we still don't know what our best centre pairing is. We're not sure who should our fullback be, you know, there's and who should play first five. Where do you think, are they going to, are they going to set players for this one, which you think they'll lock for both games, or do you think they may try something this game and and, and keep tinkering? What's what's your feeling? Yeah, look, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see um, Richie Mawonga in there. Um, I think he passes better than Bowden Barrett. He kicks tactically better than Bowden Barrett, mm. um, and for goal as well. I think he uh, he played superbly in the Super Rugby final, and then he's had three games off the bench where he hasn't been able to uh, to, to impose himself on the game because the Fords are getting smashed. So I'd like to see him at 10. Now 12 is going to be the interesting thing. Mm. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Geordie Barrett in there, but it depends how they want to want to play that. If they want to they want to move it wide with a good uh, dis- distribution game, then David Harvelli's your man. Mm. Um, Quintu Pyre, if you want to go direct, is the, is the man as he did so well on the first test. So it's, it's just how they want to play that. See, back in the Manonu days, you could build a whole game plan around him at 12. Mm. The All Blacks haven't worked out what, what they want to build their game plan around in midfield yet. So um, Haveli is, is a good footballer, but it's, where, it's how, they want to, how they want to sort of um, you know, unleash the outsides and create space because Rico Iwani is not yet a, a great distributor. He's, he's making progress as an international centre. Mm. You know, he can break on the outside. He tackles well, but he's not, uh, he's not yet the finished product. He's no Bruce Robertson or, or Joe Stanley. Yeah, it's interesting watching it now because we're all going, we're all, we're all becoming, yeah, who should play here and who, who should play where. And I tell you what I found interesting, just what you said there about um, Ian Foster when he said, you know, I want to be more hands-on. To me, that struck a chord. It's like, well, you are the head coach. Surely you want to be hands-on from the get-go, you know, isn't that why you want the role? What did you make of it when he said that? 
Well, just I mean, this is what happens when you've got sort of five guys on your coaching staff. You <laughs> you know you delegate all the roles, and then and then you'll have to oversee it all. So. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing him stepping in because obviously it wasn't working with Brad Moore no. um, with, with the attack there. So they have to do something there, and I think they've they've got the players uh, for the most part um, in this in this backline. They've just got to get them in the right positions, get them passing properly, um, creating space, and just playing with a bit more confidence. And that's been quite hard to do in four of the last five tests because Fords have been smashed. So you know you can't expect Bowden to necessarily take over a game but also I think one of the things too is that the tactical kicking hasn't been great and that's never been a forte of Barrett anyway um, so I think they've got to address that um, and of course one thing too defensively they're going to we know what to expect with South Africa they'll be raining yep. raining high balls down on them so whether that means say Will Jordan to fullback Geordie Barrett to one wing maybe a Caleb Clark onto the other um, just to sort of counter that to a certain extent, I mean, I'd like to see if Caleb Clark's fit. I, he should be, he should be playing. You know, we need we need we need a strike weapon out wide. So, mm. you know, th- 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 these are all things to to think about. But we do know that the uh, the Springboks will come hard with the box kicking. Uh, they'll kick long, and you know they'll they'll be expected to take a few high balls. So I'm sure the the tackle and the hit shields will have uh, been in. In constant use this week of training. <laughs> and, you, you know, you're so right about that. We know exactly what the South Africans are going to do. And, yes, when we kick the ball, we always, you know, as New Zealand fans, we go, oh, why are we kicking it? And sometimes the kicks aren't good enough. And that's part of the reason why if we're going to do tactical kicking and you're going to get more distance over there, we know that it has to be have a high level of accuracy. And, you, and your thinking is that Richie Moanga gives you that better level of accuracy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. And I mean, we, we saw that with Ireland. I mean, they didn't, uh, as I said, that they didn't do anything flash, but they were quite accurate in what they did. Um, you know, if, if they were doing a box kick, it would arrive at the same time as the um, as, as the chaser. Um, for, for a lot of our kicks, they're just going too far, and it's too easy to to return. Um, and that's, that, that's just giving the ball away. And we saw that a lot in that um, in that first half in Wellington. Um, so, so they have to be smarter in how they kick, but again, that only comes from a platform uh, from the forward. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you can't have one without the other. Let me ask you a question too, uh, Campbell, about the folks we're talking here to Campbell Burns from the uh, Rugby News. When it comes to the halfbacks, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm old school. I mean, I, I think Aaron Smith is still our number one. I, I still don't like it when the halfback gets substituted around the 60-minute mark. For me... I think that the halfback should only be substituted if they're injured. What do you make of it when we bring on uh, other halfbacks? Are you in favour of that? Do you think it's needed, or is it just a um, in the moment type of decision? Yeah, look, I'm uh, yeah, look, I'm certainly um, old school myself, and I'd like to see these players go all the way through. But mm. I think if someone can come on who can really um, um, can exploit a tiring defence, um, it can be useful. So someone like Folau Fakatava. Coming on at 65 minutes, uh, sniping around the run, uh, the edges of the ruck, can be very useful. And mm. I don't think Aaron Smith's going to make the uh, World Cup if he has to play um, 80 minutes, for, you know, for every game until mm. until then. So I think we have to bear that in mind too. Um, great player that he is, but yeah, I mean, like I, as I say, I mean, I, I always wonder why they take props off at the 45 minute mark. You know, yeah. why don't they just bring them on at half time? Um, it's always um, it's always mystified. I mean, do they have to take another five minutes to get warmed up? But it's. Um, I, I, I do think there is an element of premeditation in some of these mm. substitutions, but it's not. I mean, it's not really a great look, and I don't think it's necessary. But there are certain positions and halfbacks one where it's such a, um, you know, a, a very much an aerobic 
um, position where you're just running to to rucks and you know to, to ask a player to always play 80 now with the speed of the game they're trying to play is um, you know it's probably a bit much. It is. I know what you're saying. But the thing with Aaron Smith, as you know, he's such a leader as well. You know, he is a barker. He is a talker. He is a director. Um, I'm not saying that Falau isn't, but I don't think he's at the same level that Aaron Smith is, not yet in his career anyway. No, that's right. That's true. But there's also, I mean, the third halfback, um, Finlay Christie. Oh, yes, um, of course. Played very well for uh, for the Blues this year. Probably the best halfback in Super, Super Rugby. Did pretty well in the uh, first test, I think, when he came on. Um, at, at Eden Park against the Irish, so he's he's also an option there, um, and he's he, he's pretty sparky, and he can he can exploit some side defences too. So you know that they do have options um, around that. Um, so we'll see how that pans out on uh, on Saturday. And what about the uh, South African side, Campbell? What are their who are the players that we need to look out for in this game? Are there are there any ones we may not have heard of who you think oh geez they, these are going to be good? Well, well, perhaps first if we look at the ones who won't be there, uh, which is interesting because Cheslin Colby has broken his jaw, the, the, oh, the, the winger, winger. Um, so that removes one. Yeah, so he's, um, I think it was in the Welsh series, so he's uh, that's one of their main attacking weapons, won't be there. Uh, Fron Stein um, has sort of been working his way back to fitness, and he may come onto the bench, uh, I'm hearing, out of South Africa. Um, he's 35 now, but we know he can kick goals from yeah, 60 metres. Absolutely. Um, but Dwayne, yeah, um, and it, so that, that could be interesting. Dwayne Vermeulen, the number eight, very good player. I don't think he's going to be quite fit enough to, to play. So okay. um, how they mix up their loose forwards, they'll certainly have Peter Steff, Toy, uh, and Sia Colisi um, in a sort of a two-flanker game, and those two are, are world-class um, particularly um, Peter Steff to Toy, yes. uh, world player of the year only three years ago. Um, so those are some of the guys to look out for. Obviously, in the locks, even Etzebeth and Lud Diaga, uh, very seasoned pair of locks. So Etzebeth put up his hundredth, I think, against Wales. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, so they'll, they'll be tough. They'll be tough on the forwards. Franz Malherb, uh, the tight head prop, um, is also a solid player. They they actually benched Fusty Clerk for the third Did they? against Wales, but, but I think yeah, I think he'll come back into it, and I think Andre Pollard will be your ten. Um, and they've got a couple of good footballers out wide, obviously fullback Damien Willemser um, and uh, Lucanio Arm is the centre. So mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there's good good footballers all the way through, but just a couple of a couple of key players who are out there. So uh, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. It's going to be a real interesting one, that's for sure. Uh, we look forward to it. Five past three on uh, Sunday morning. You're getting up live for it, aren't you, Campbell? <laughs> Mate, if it was uh, if it was twenty years ago, I would. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit tougher these days. I'll, I'll certainly be mic going it, and then mate, there's so much other rugby. I'll keep uh, an eye at um, NPC mate, and oh, all mate, sorts. I'm exactly the same as you. I said that to Ben before. I said, nah, twenty years ago for sure. Now I'm just like you. I'm my skirt. I'll get up at eight, cup of tea. <laughs> A couple of bit of toast, bit of marmite. I won't check the phone. Watch it as live. Uh, but you're right. There is tons of other um, games on this week. NPC kicks off. Are you guys all over this as well, Campbell? Yeah, mate. Yeah, we've got our um, August uh, issue is out on Thursday, and it's an NPC special. Uh, we've got Liam Mickham on our on our cover. He's on 99 games for Waikato. But oh. uh, yeah, so we've got all the, all the ins and outs and uh, intro that you need, um, you know, for the NPC because that's going to be uh, really interesting how that pans out. I mean, well, it's... it tends to sort of get get lost a bit in the uh, avalanche of uh, All Blacks and all the other sport going on, but it's uh, still a very important comp, of course. Oh, look, Campbell. For me personally, I. I th- you know, I think it's the most important competition 
you know, if, if I had it my way, I'd I would bin Super Rugby and I'd make NPC much you know much like everyone else. I'd love to see that be the the English Premier League of of World Rugby. You know, it's because it's yes, got that yeah, well, I, you know tribal absolutely. connection. Um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's quite a few rugby people who have actually expressed a similar sentiment. Sentiment, um, you know, uh, uh, along those lines to me over the past uh, past few weeks because mm. uh, it, it is a funny thing. Super Rugby is. Um, is good, but it's um, yeah, it, it doesn't always strike that chord that you like. But the problem is, of course, that uh, we need to somehow find a formula to get crowds coming back to to NPC, and it's uh, it's pretty tough to get sort of more than five, six, or seven thousand along with some of these games. But uh, yeah, but you know, you know, you can we we can solve that if we get rid of Super Rugby, then your All Blacks are available for your NPC teams. You know, the whole it, it just goes back to the old days. You know, um, yeah, true. You know, I, true. I mean, how it, you know, yeah. when Auckland yeah. had the shield, I mean, how, massive crowds. Exactly, ex- exactly, mate. No, well, hey, look, uh, but, I mean, how they would monetise that uh, with the current um, structure with broadcasting money, um, et cetera, that, that's going to be the difficulty after 25 years of Super Rugby. But, no, look, I, I agree on a, you know, from a rugby perspective, mm. uh, it would be nice to see. Uh, but, uh, I mean, maybe that horse has bolted. But, uh, no, it, it's certainly going to be going to be a good comp the next two and a half months, and I think uh, there's been a change in format there, which will yeah, how does, hopefully how does, uh, how does, help does, Do you know how that's going to work, Campbell? It's still Is it still kind of two divisions but not? or it's, I'm a bit confused. Yeah, it's, uh, well, two, yeah two, two conferences, um, Dean, but uh, they're, they're, they're all playing for the one prize uh, as opposed to the two prizes um, oh. the last two years. So, yeah, essentially um, two, two conferences of seven, and... Um, You've got to try and make the top four of each, um, and then you play quarterfinals within your conference. Um, win okay. those, you go to the semis, and then you cross over and play the um, play the, the victors from the other conference. So it's uh, there's going to be eight teams in the playoffs, and six will be planning for 2023. Uh, but right. uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be yeah, it's going to be quite interesting because there's probably I reckon there's nine teams that could make the <clears throat> quarterfinals, but I reckon there's six teams that could win this. Wow. Um, so it could be it could be quite even. Geez, that's I, I heard on the way in actually the Battle of the Bridges on this weekend too. So that's you know that 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 always strikes up some good memories as well. Yeah, well, and that, that, that hasn't always been uh, played in the last few years because of uh, just mm. the quirk of the draw and then COVID last year. Um, so um, yeah, it's always nice to have that and have that Battle of the Bridges. Not quite like it was the first one <laughs> when they had forty thousand. I think at Eden Park oh. for a midweek field yeah. challenge. Um, and I saw the that. Battle of, I saw that. Were. Yeah, that was. Was that nine yeah, all that yeah. first challenge? Something like that. it was a draw, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think I think Auckland won the first one in '86, but there was a draw along the line. Oh, uh, must have been '89. That's or the 90, one I, I went think. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, they were yeah. always always <laughs> always good battles. And so that uh, rugby news that's out. Did you say Thursday? Thursday, yeah, yep. yep. Um, so that's uh, at all um, all good uh, bookstores. So um, yeah, watch out for that. It's a bit of a bumper issue. So we to cover off what happened with the All Blacks in July, but also all the ins and outs uh, with the NPC, but also the Heartland Championship, uh, which starts in a couple of weeks as well, is also uh, covered off from there, so there's plenty to sink your teeth into. <laughs> that's a lot on. Hey, now that's awesome. Hey, Campbell, been an absolute pleasure talking with you, mate, and uh, enjoy the upcoming rugby, OK? Cheers. There you go, awesome, folks. Mate. Campbell, Thanks, mate. thank you. There's a Campbell Burns from the uh, Rugby News. Yeah, get yours. It's out on Thursday. It's got everything you need in there, especially uh, all that NPC info because it is a congested season and there's a ton of things in there. So thank you very much for that, uh, Campbell.